Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your, your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Welcome. We did it. Also, can I tell you, I was trying to figure out last week how to Mm -hmm. get my good webcam to work. It literally it was in the settings. Can you can you believe that I can you believe that it was in the settings that I had to change the settings to get it to work? Truly, thank you so, so much. Um, welcome to another episode of Your Favorite Ants, um, the podcast and live show where um, we will go uh, to great lengths mm. to give you accurate mm-hmm. information and um, we'll, you know, climb every mountain for yeah, every stream, we wanna, truly, you for know, you. We want to be your favorite internet ants who uh, respond to everything that's going on in the world around them and you yeah Yeah, we um we got yeah and you i want to know what's going on in your life so if you are joining us live on the air we would love to say hello to you we've got um shane and uh we've got david um and as we are going along sometimes we'll like have us throw this little chat overlay like later in the show when we're talking about our opinions we're going to hear from you and have you dialogue along with us so if you're here, go ahead and say hello. Um, tell me where you are in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, we got Steve slash Richie from New Zealand. I Whoa, know. We New can't Zealand. wait to come see you. Listen. Yeah. Listen. listen please let us in. Apparently, there's apparently some uh, billionaire or somebody who recently like purchased a um, a, a New Zealand visa. Uh, like basically like they like citizenship they purchase citizenship in new zealand you can do it if you like it's like if you invest like seven billion dollars and i just so happened to not Uh. have seven billion dollars so hey hey gary in missouri hey shane in new york i love that shane says i'm from new york the state not the city it's different it's different it is very different Mm-hmm. Well, um, today on the show, we've got be. a whole lot of mm-hmm. lovely things lined up for y'all. Um, we're going to be checking in on some pop culture stuff as well as talking about, I mean, it's already in the um, the episode title. We're talking about, uh, you know, he kissed Jaden goodbye and then he said, my bad. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. You know, he's maybe, maybe he's getting his shit together. Maybe he's 
Um, and but you know, <laughs> white men are gonna white. You know men, what? I so. was my first book. Um, I have a memoir that was never published, but uh, I wrote a memoir called "Dating Kiss Me Goodbye: The Story of a Female Pastor." And I. You mean, the, I mean, I mean, it's not too late, Sarah. Not too it's late. not um, too late. Maybe I'll pop it off of him since he's such a fan of that. Anyway, let's not start there. Let's start with mm. me asking you an important question. How the hell are you? <sighs> I, I would put myself at a solid five today, if I'm being honest. I am tired. Um, I've had a lot of anxiety, um, actually mm. since Pray Away came out, which is very interesting. Like, um, and I, I just, like I, I had some people like friends of mine who had some negative feedback and just like, it's valid feedback. Like, um, and we can get into this, um, when we revisit some of the stuff, um, if we want to, but I, I think from there I had this giant, uh, not anxiety spiral. It's more like this, like growing pit in my stomach that I'm now noticing. I was like, oh, I didn't notice that like there before. Activation? Like, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. I mean, it's some very young part of me, some young and very performative part of me that feels very afraid of. I mean, frankly, it's the I'm. Uh, my, there's like a, a very young part of me that's scared mm. of getting canceled, and um. I actually, rather than like freaking out more about it and like spinning around in my feelings, I actually wrote it all out mm. and I shared it with my Patreon community. And I was like, this is what I'm afraid of because I see this happening to this person and this happening to this person. And then I ha- my coach reminded me too, he's like, Kevin, you are not those people. You did not actually benefit off of hurting other people um, for many, many years. And then you also didn't have to repent of it. So, like, where are you worried about having to have the same problems as some other cishet white dude when you are not a cishet is, white it's dude? It's reasonable, right? I think there's a reasonable fear that we have, like, of um, that we're going to harm someone even when we don't mean to. And that's called, like, not being mm-hmm. a sociopath. And then there's also yeah. the fear of, like, because um, we've changed – that we're going to change and recognize that the person that we mm-hmm. were before was damaging and then have to go back. Right. I don't think it's wrong to have that fear. Mm-hmm. I think there, it's just, we just need to be gentle yeah. with each other. And I think right now people aren't gentle with each other. And there's some really nasty stuff that we'll talk about in a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think, um, nasty. nasty. Uh, oh, how nasty are we going to get Sarah? Oh. Um, how the hell are you doing? I'm going to try to get it in the camera. I had a big fall the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, uh, girl. Like, like, like get yeah, it, get it up there. It. Show all the people. Yeah. Get it real. Wish. Dang. Mm-hmm. It's scabbing over nicely, and, though. Uh, I had some, I'll be honest, I had some child responses as well. So I grew up with uh, parents who are incredible, but they're both in the medical field. And they tend to, you're fine. And they didn't do that this time when I fell. So I was running and I was trail running. And the funny part was, is I was just thinking about how much like we don't play enough as adults. So I was like having fun, like hopping over rocks and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I fell in the air, probably like pretty far. And my whole body skidded along -hmm. along rocks. Well, all my friends here, most of them are in the medical profession. Not all of them. My dear friend April is uh, not. She was cute when I texted her. She's like, come over. She's like, but I'm just like a mom. So I don't really know what I do. Just put like water on it and give you a popsicle. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah. That's basically, that's really like the, the part, the part right? of you that's actually wounded my, your soul. Um, a little bit of my ego, but also just, also I had that um, childhood responses. I want somebody to take care of me. Um, and my dear friends who are here are also elite mm. athletes. So their responses was like, rub some dirt in it. And I, was, and I wanted to say like my whole life, people have been telling me to rub some dirt in it. And I just needed to hear, wow, that looks hard. And I bet it hurts. Um, and so just that kindness, but I know that they, that's just not how people, some people are. And so, um, and, and they were kind, they're wonderfully mm -hmm. kind people. Um, but I had some embarrassment that came up. We were talking about like non-reasonable feelings is like, I was embarrassed mm -hmm. that I fell, which like, it's fine to fall guys. Like it's fine. People fall. I'll, I also don't have to be the it's best very normal. all the time. I can be someone who, who falls. I don't have to be, but I, it had that same reaction where I thought, what does this mean about who I am? It's stupid. It was just a fall. I know. It's just like, what does this fall? Like, what does this mean? If I can't even run this trail, how am I ever and supposed to exactly. like get my shit together? I know. That's literally and where so, our brain um, goes. I remember that day, which was only two days ago, but you were like, just be gentle with yourself. And so other people weren't being gentle necessarily to me. Mm -hmm. Once they were off work, they were really kind and people were great. But, um, I started being gentle with myself and um, just kind of saying like, it's funny. And uh, also it's not going to stop me from running, of course, but um, yeah. And so today I had to do a video for um, an event I'm speaking at and I had a lot of fun doing it, but I also recognized mm -hmm. in myself, I spent most of my day doing nice. stuff. I hate, I hate editing videos. It's just, I'm great at coming up with ideas. Oh, I'm great at coming up with ideas, but I, I don't like staring at my own face for that long. So I'm feeling a little exhausted. I'm the same way. That's the same reason. I That's the way I, the reason I haven't like broken into YouTube as much because like hearing my voice is like one thing, but then like also like having to like watch me make mistakes like in such a visceral way is like mm, right. And I think there's not just my fave. weird self-judgment, but I will tell you as someone who I actually posted a picture of my injuries while well, I was only wearing a sports bra, which was like, I was wearing shorts, but, um, and mm -hmm. I normally wouldn't do that as a, someone who had been a pastor and I still have that purity culture still thing in my head a little bit. Like, what are people going to think? I was like, I hope people mm -hmm. think there's a runner who fell and has cuts all over themselves. And that's ex mm -hmm. exactly what they fucking thought. And they probably also said, Ooh, take care of yourself. So, I'm doing okay. I'm definitely, you and I are definitely in a place of both of us are kind of a little exhausted. We are, we We're are having a fucking working week. it out. And it looks like I'll be coming back up yeah. uh, to Oregon in October. And so my life is starting to come together a little bit. So that's exciting. Rock and roll. See, yes. you know exactly what you're doing. Um, anyways. Um, so shall we transition into our first segment of the episode? Um, it's called did you motherfucking hear it's not called did you motherfucking hear just called did you hear it's pop culture and shit um and we've got well i'll, I'll give you the choice do you want to start off with revisiting pray away yeah sure and just because like i feel like i feel like it all kind yeah, of all like kind of culminates together. together um wait you muted yourself oh. no you didn't And we're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, great. There you are. Check one, two. We here? There you are. Yeah. I can't hear you though. What the? F oh no. Um. 
Hold on. I can hear you great. People I who are hate watching. when things don't work. Yeah, I can't. Uh, let's do internal speakers and then. Da da da. There you go. Sorry Hi. about that, everyone. I, you bump one fucking wire and it's like, oh, I, I can't work anymore. I mean, but same, if we're honest. It's the most frustrating, like, fucking thing in the world. Like, this is like, this is the what makes me so. I shouldn't be mad at something like this because it's just a microphone, but I really just want things to be very smooth right now. That's all I want. Yeah. Anyways, what? so the first thing we want to talk about is um, Brian Houston of Hillsong. Yeah. Um, what are we? Gonna- so he's the he's the founder of mm. Hillsong. Um, that version of it, but it sounds like there was a his father was the pastor of the church before that. Yeah, he inherited it from his father. Um, but um, the sto- as the story goes that Brian Houston of Hillsong has been covering up a lot of bad shit. Namely, he has actually been charged with covering up for, um, a sexual assault. Yeah. Sexual assault on the part of his father, apparently who committed the assault in the seventies. His father's passed away. Yeah. Yeah. His dad's already dead. And, but he covered it up actively apparently. Mm-hmm. And of course the church is coming to his defense and like all that shit. And he's just like, Oh, give one of us the record straight. But I'm like, Oh, why are we surprised? You know, it's like, for me, it's like, oh yeah, it was only a matter of time. It was literally only a matter of time before something like this came out. Do you feel that way? Because it has felt like these are people who are so concerned with what's going on in the bedroom that there's something sketchy going on for them. Is that why, is that what you mean? Or do you mean that because these people are made into such um, sort of people who are on pedestals and so then their behavior... Which part of it was not surprising for you? Uh, everything you just said is everything that I'm not surprised about. People who mm-hmm. get away with notoriously horrible shit. Uh, people who are able to cover up and silence victims. Um, and it's one of these things where, like, sure, I want to, like, I, when I see, like, the, the big system, yes, I can see that we're all, in some ways, victims of a church system that does not allow us to be our full and authentic selves. And as a result... Okay people get hurt um, because of our inability to live authentically. And at the same time, you did something really, really fucking stupid and bad and you hurt people. And now you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Um, and the reason, I, I guess the thing I'm not surprised is because like, uh, I mean, Catholics aren't the only ones who have skeletons in their closet, baby. Nope. Not by a I, long I, shot. I think the interesting part is that for me that there's a law where I'm not sure that in the U S they would go after someone who generationally was covering things up Um, because it, yes, it is within a system, but it, I wonder where the legality would come in. It just is very interesting that this is happening now when that happened in the seventies. And I think um, the switchover didn't like, he was, he was also very young when Mm -hmm. all this was happening. So the, the, the law isn't going after him, obviously, for at that time. Mm-hmm. But when the transference of leadership happened, they didn't really say why they were mm. actually oh. transferring leadership. Mm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah, it's a, you know, and I think more and more uh, folks who have been complicit uh, is becoming more of a conversation around how do we, um, how do we people accountable to 
what they're what they're mm-hmm. witnessing. And I think that's because people are afraid to be whistleblowers and I can't imagine it's your own father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much pain in that. Um, but the reaction now is the part that I think is, I think re-traumatizing a lot of people. So fascinating. We'll wait to see. His trial isn't until October um, or until not even a trial. I think evidence doesn't start coming out until October, right? Je ne sais pas. I haven't actually looked. I, I read one article on it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, any, um, I mean, that's all we've got to say. Anyone else have anything to say about Hillsong? Yeah. Uh, all I know is that um, the reason that uh, Kevin brought this up is I had a friend who was adamantly just talking about how I great they saying, are. I was saying that Hillsong for me is a really difficult place because a lot of my ministry mm-hmm. when I was a pastor, um, I was the person who was having to like help folks after they had gone through mm-hmm. a difficult experience at Hillsong. So yeah. that's why I had, uh, like it, I had some feels. Yeah. Because in a place like Hillsong and like, I was in church places like that all the time. And the whole thing about like places like Hillsong, it's like, they are very much spirit driven, very feelings led. And it's like, they don't even know how manipulative they're being, but people put, they invest their whole heart into this thing because they think that this is the way to holiness, to having like this deep Mm -hmm. spiritual experience. And they're having these big emotional spiritual experiences also coupled with really, really bad theology. And then when they can't seem to change for whatever reason, you know, they can't stop masturbating. They can't stop being gay. They can't stop, uh, you know, whatever it is. Like it does a whole lot of fucking damage. Um, and so, it's yeah, interesting. yeah, it's a, um, Caitlin brings up a good point. He, so Brian is the one who started Hillsong. His father was a pastor in the assemblies of God. Oh um, yeah. That's Cause I, I knew that, um, Hillsong isn't that old. And I know that kind of the lore around it is that it was a youth group and Caitlin, Caitlin, you can totally correct me if that's, um, wrong, but I think they were like the younger youth movement mm-hmm. within a church and then rose up and became the generation. The generate every fucking every single person thinks of the generation. Where they- I know. And the I thing know. is, like every single generation is the generation if they actually want to do the work. Oh, uh-huh. Um, so we're gonna talk. I think we can move from this one. Mm-hmm. Uh I wanna say so I still have not watched Pray Away because mm-hmm. I have I've needed to be in a, a situation where I was with some folks. My friend watched it. And um, said it was fantastic, but mm-hmm. watched it in community. Um, so I have read the critiques, mm-hmm. both positive and negative. So I feel like I can weigh in mm-hmm. a little bit here. But um, I just wanted to open that back mm-hmm. up for you to talk a little bit. Because I know that that's been a really painful experience for for you. And mm-hmm. actually a little bit, um, just because I know some of the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I was, I've just been reading the discourse around uh, how people received the film. And so... What I can recognize is that a lot of people's reactions that seemed to me to be harsh, I have to, like, I have to recognize that this film was super activating for everybody and super, you know, triggering. And so, like, even if you are, like, someone like me who has been in therapy for a long time, you still got big feels about it. Right. Um, and you may not even have feels about the documentary itself. You may have feels in, in reaction to how people's reaction to it. Either. Exactly. And I was having a lot of feelings about other people's reactions to the film, even though I did not have a hand in making the film. Um, I did not produce it. I'm just somebody who helped contribute my story. And then also I'm helping with promotion, but that's purely pro bono out of like me wanting to do that. Um, some of the reactions I heard and that I think that they're fair. And this also will play into our next topic that we're going to talk about in a second um, 
is around how the the documentary um, centered the people who were at the very top or the center of the ex-gay movement in the beginning. Um, mm. You know, including and not limited to Julie Rogers, who was a child when she was brought into that world and, and like made to stand on a stage and tell her story and want that up all for the glory of God. Um, if you don't know what this is, by the way, I realize we're using a lot of in talk. Um, Pray Away is a documentary about um, conversion mm. therapy. Yeah. Um, right. And so the critique was just like, you know, I don't understand why there was not more story, like airtime given to uh, more survivor stories and people who are not at the top. Um, or like people like, you know, it's like they almost, someone said like, we're platforming them. And I'm like, I don't know if that's completely true. I think mm. because they were not paid to be a part of that documentary, you know, you know, they don't get oh. any kickback. I don't, I'm pretty sure like they volunteered to tell their story because it's like, we want to, to make things as right as we possibly can. And at the same time, I can also see, so this is, this is where um, I guess it like transitions really well is because like, I can understand why the documentary did what it did because it has a very particular point of view telling a very particular story and you cannot get everything in one documentary and make no. it cohesive and make it actually have a singular point. And this, and the singular point of pray, pray Away was, as long as there's some sort of belief that homosexuality is a sin, there will exist some kind of ex-gay therapy program. That was the point of the movie. And the point of the movie is to say also to show like how we can stop this from being a politicized thing that actually takes root in the rest of government. And I also understand, again, I'm the person who sees, I'm seeing everything from a thousand different sides. Um, which I think is different than what is happening with like Josh Harris. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So like with with like the the, the leaders uh, that are interviewed or the ex leaders who are interviewed and pray away the people who are just like, no, I was wrong. I I needed to change my mind. Um, there's what, some brave and bravery and boldness in that because some people just dig in mm, really tight. Yeah, because they they think they have to. They're afraid. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I also think that's like what, like the people who like the guy who was like, yeah, I was delivered from transgender lifestyle. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, I get it. Like I was there, I was trying to pray away my own transgender lifestyle, but moles. Um, but the thing, um, that happened today, if you have been on Twitter or anything, but it was like two days ago, like Josh Harris released, um, Joshua Harris, who wrote the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Joshua Harris is the person who basically suggested that we should all be in courting relationships until yeah. we find the one. Yeah, because dating is only okay if you're going to marry that person. That's the rules, right? Um, and so it was just not good for a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he came out. Yeah, it was it, it was, um, I broke up with the guy I was seeing, mm -hmm. uh, upon reading this book in a book group. You did? Um, oh yes. No way, dude. No, I needed to court more people and I just like made out with him too much. So I needed to like, you Save know. it for your husband. Yeah. Which I, I'm not married guys. Spoiler mm. alert. Um, that hasn't worked out yet. Not yet. Uh, but, <laughs> not yet. um, but I think there was just this, it, it was, it, it helped 
an entire generation still see women as um, things that needed to be saved from our, mm-hmm. from our, you know, separation from being like, until you find your one, you are incomplete. You're incomplete. And uh, it was really traumatic for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I went through a breakup and I was so sad. And my friend said to me, Sarah, do you not believe that God has a one for you? And I like, I, I wasn't sure. Still not mm-hmm. sure sometimes. Um, most days. Sure. No. Uh, <laughs> we were like in the midst of this conversation. She said, you could just be hiding in this apartment and he would just show up. And then she like gave me this book. And so it's like one of those things of like, be waiting. You for could the guy. be hiding in his apartment. He's going to come find you in this apartment that you're hiding in right now from him. Like, right. Which, but, but the thing that people don't realize is that some of that language suggests as though God, um, the people who aren't chosen aren't even chosen by God. Mm-hmm. Why did, so God wrote your love story. Why doesn't, why didn't I get a love story written? Like, there's nothing you can do. He'll just show up. Yeah. And it Nicholas, Nicholas sparks your entire understanding of relationship where you're just a damsel in distress, hoping someone will break down the door and show up. Hmm. Hmm. Right. And uh, you're, you're a lady in waiting, just hoping. Just so hoping. Joshua, yeah, Joshua Harris did that. And then Joshua Harris, oh, experienced life and um, realized that his his message was damaging. Mm-hmm. He did apologize um, on all kinds of podcasts and things like this. Then the last couple of days. And then. And this is not a, and, and so, not a shade section. This is, but then. It was one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, you know what? There is hope for men out here. Here's somebody who's repenting doing the work, like, you know, trying to figure suggesting women's books, you know, right. the whole nine doing really, really good. And then uh, the other, I guess it was two days ago, he released a, a little online course called reframe your story or reframing your story. Um, and uh, it's a deconstruction course to the tune of like 297 doll hairs. Or if you were harmed by purity culture or his books, you can get it for free by using oh. Yeah, you can use the the offer code GIFT and get it for free. Okay, well, that makes me feel better about it. Yeah, it's better. It's better. Um, (laughs) I just need to know in the comment section, did anyone else read this book or am I just, am I old? No, no, no. Like, did anyone else read this book? Yeah, if anyone in the chat or, like, you know, if you're listening later, if you read the book, like, tell us on Twitter, tag us. Um, But so there was two things that, like, it was interesting to me, so like, I want to hear your your thoughts first on like, yeah, your thoughts, dear Sarah. I am listening. The floor so is open. So here are my thoughts on this. Um, I understand right now that deconstruction is a hot topic, and people really do need help as they're coming out of their faith communities. Mm-hmm. Do I think the person that harmed folks should be said shepherd? Uh, I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sold on that. Um, I think everybody. I mean, it, it low key gives me the vibes like uh, of the let me like run away because I got kicked out for being a pastor over here. I'm just gonna go start doing pastors over. here. I'm just gonna be a pastor over here now, even though like I didn't like do anything. Didn't like no like yeah. It's just like you you know like I understand that you said sorry, but just like I'm not gonna put you in the same room as any I, of my kids. You know, I do love. I, I will tell you. How, uh, five minutes ago, I had a different reaction to it. Um, five minutes ago, before, sure, I yeah. could, before I could have known that you were going to get, you could get it for free. It very much felt like one of those situations of like, 
um, I've harmed people, but now I'm going to fix them. You know, uh, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that just felt a little illegal to me. Mm -hmm. I also understand that he may want to bring freedom to people who have experienced what he has experienced. Because from what I understand, he mm -hmm. himself has gone through deconstruction and wants to, you know, kind of help people uh, through their own spiritual transition. Um, I think it's hard for those of us who have done a lot um, mm -hmm. of work. Ooh, someone just put mm -hmm. in... You, uh, thank you for putting great words. So Charlotte just put great words in the chat. This is kind of giving language. Mm -hmm. You can't be healed by the folks who harmed you. Mm -hmm. Right. Keep you reading it. Walk up. Yeah. Josh is in no position to be leading <coughs> folks out of the harm he caused. And that's the thing right. that like, that really is the thing. It's just like, I know that you want to help as much as you can. And this is not the way, sis. Like, mm -hmm. like here's my... And this is probably me like erring on the side of hoping for the best in people is like understanding, like, I wonder if he probably had a very sincere belief that this is how it come. And also just like, you know, he's another white dude in this position. So it's just like, he's going to, of course he's going to Donald Miller it, you know, he's going to take anything he can get. Cause he's trying to pay his bills after he basically like got rid of all of his income. And so just yeah, like, I mean, yeah, he got mm -hmm. rid of his income, and that's the part, like, I feel, right? So uh, mm -hmm. we also have to recognize mm -hmm. that I am someone who just left working in a local church, and so um, I can understand, because uh, it's the same thing for me, right? Like, I want to step into uh, doing the work of, you know, helping people, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know how to not do that, because that's the that's the community I care about. Now, maybe mm -hmm. the difference is I didn't, hopefully I didn't harm people in the same way. I mean, um, odd girl. And that's and I know I that is the thing I have I like I have to like put my own hat on too. I think this was also like a little bit where my anxiety was coming from today because like even though and like um I mean I've had conversations with even folks who are like here watching the live just like uh trying to be a person of integrity on the internet like who's trying to be a leader out there cuz like it really is like two different things. Josh Harris did, had a whole fucking career that was built upon something that harmed people, a lot of people. And in those ideas did not stop just because that book is now out of print. And that's really unfortunate. Um, and Charlie, you said it does need to leave us alone and go work out his shit with a professional. And that's really the tea. Like, if I think he has, and I think now but it, it's almost like, do you remember when you meet your friend who just became a Christian <gasps> and they want everybody to feel the freedom that they feel mm. and they don't realize that they may not be the person who needs to be sharing about this thing that they just became a part of. Mm -hmm. I think for Josh, he's just feeling the freedom of having stepped outside of that. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, I just want everyone to feel this. And mm -hmm. then when you're trying to figure out how to do that in a capitalist society, it's like, and I should market it. It's the fear mm. that all of us, and I think because you and I are in a gaming mm. economy, because you and I are both speakers, we have that fear of like, am I doing the same thing? Am I working mm -hmm. my shit out and making money while I do it? Mm -hmm. That's like our fear, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it feels real. You know, um, someone just wrote in here, sorry, the new uh, evangelical said, rest in peace, Donald Miller. See, for me, Donald Miller's never said he was a pastor. So mm -hmm. for him doing, learn how to sell your books and learn how to think through this stuff, I don't mind him doing that. Yeah. Um, I do mind that he interviewed some people that were not stellar. Yeah. Um, like it's one of those things where just like 
Donald Miller, like he was a writer in early Christianity and moved on to something else. So like, you know, I'm not. Which everyone shifts and moves. And I think our biggest fear is that in shifting and moving, Mm -hmm. there is this fear that we'll never, um, that will never like uh, be accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and that's, that's the inner mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And I love the new, uh, thank you for answering the new evangelical said, I don't mind either. I just miss his writing. Yeah. His writing was really great. Blue Like jazz um, was the moment. The Blue Like jazz was the mood. Let's not forget. And that was a different thing. I think it's hard too. Cause you can't really can not that we're comparing Donald Miller and jo- but Donald Miller is the one who helped Josh Harris do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, course isn't he am i making that up could not tell you but if he did lols if he did that is so that's fucking funny to me like that's just like it the difference is is that donald miller's work was coming from a me him his perspective and saying this is what my experience was Mm -hmm. i'm sharing my experience uh and then yeah Mm. and it really just kind of comes down to the fact that just like history like there are certain sins. Yes, st- I mean you still gotta atone for your sins. There is forgiveness, but that means just like that does not mean that you get to lead youth group again, girl. Sorry. Um, here's also what I'm gonna say. Are you ready? Also, real quick, can we just like the, these blue like jazz quotes? Uh, this says, I feel like blue like jazz at 16 legit put me here, and then Charlotte is roasting me saying blue like jazz was the moment 15 years ago. <laughs> well, Charlotte, we old, we old, honey, we old. But, um, but that is true. It was the moment 15, and it was helpful. You know, I have friends who had no voices in the wilderness. They had no mm-hmm. voices in the wilderness. They mm-hmm. either believed what all their family believed, or they weren't welcome anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they felt this voice in the wilderness coming from Blue Lake Jazz. Mm-hmm. And also, like uh, some of my friends who had really difficult dad relationships, Donald Miller gave them a voice for yeah, that. Yeah, that was a, it was a taming taming a dragon. I think it was called. Mm-hmm. As- but I gotta tell you, uh, there is something to be said about uh, <laughs> the cisgender white male who who has to master things and then needs to teach you how to master that thing. Oh my God. And the blogger who teaches other bloggers how to blog. Right. The person but who teaches other a, coaches how to be coaches. Which, yeah, except our friend does that. And he's super but that, good he's different. And see, this is where like, <laughs> we're going to, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the, the catch line? Catch a dragon. That's what it was called. Thank you. Yes. Um, um, I think there's, I'm hoping, um, that people learn how to pause and take a breath and maybe just like let it mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I think I should sign up for the course and just take it. See what's up. See what it says. I don't really want to do that. I mean, you can get it for free investigative journalism, Sarah. Cause like, maybe. like the deal, like here's mm. the tea, spill the tea, spill the tea. Nah, it's like, it's just like, it's just not very tactful. You know, it show it shows, in my opinion, a, ver- a lack of awareness uh, of you know the temperature of 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 the water that you're trying to dip your toe in. Like, if you want to come in the water, like don't come in the water trying to sell me a floaty when I know how to swim. It feels like another way of dominance. It feels like another way of yeah. like, wait a minute, I don't know my place like, here. Yeah. My place should be at the front of the room. Yeah, don't. So someone said earlier you should yeah, amplify d- their voices. I think that's the truth they should yeah don't big boy 
don't big boy your way to the front of the class again. Like, honestly, a really good person to look at is John Steingarten. Over there, minding his own business, interviewing his friends, just having fun, being real chill. You know, I think Micah J. Murray is another good one who's like, I'm going to get educated. I'm going to just talk about my shit. You know? Those are good Um, Yeah. Um, Also, everybody, this is Chip Chip. the Dog. Oh, guys, I was recording my video today that had to be 25 minutes long. And um, I did the intro. And I always, when I do these, like when I'm going to do a conference, my policy with myself is that I'll do it in one take. Because I want it to be the same experience you'd have if you were in a room with me. I mm-hmm. I don't want to have like well too well edited because I want I want it to be an experience like a this is happening now moment and my dog started throwing up in the middle of it. Did you keep it in? Did you keep no, it in? No, I ended up starting again. But then I did a whole thing about authenticity and the fact that my dog was throwing up in the back. I'm just anyway, gonna let you know this is take number four yeah. that I had to do this for you for y'all. For um, you too. The new evangelicals makes an excellent point. One of the angles of this Josh thing is that Josh will have a platform solely because of his notoriety, not because he's a qualified counselor, licensed therapist, nor mm. is he um, putting forward a licensed therapist. Mm. Like, um, that's that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can say this is my experience, and I want a journey with you in it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing. I kind of want to know more. So there it is. Those are my thoughts on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Also, go ahead. No, you said also. I was going to say, also, did you hear that uh, Britney Spears' dad is stepping down? And so is Jamie her. Spears. I know. Listen, the Lord delivered Britney from Egypt. She was in the land of bondage for many a year. But what did God say? Let my good bitch go. Let <laughs> my good. The Lord said, it's Britney, bitch. And and he said, if I said you want your body now, would you hold it against me? <laughs> uh, what, what won't God do? Come on. Come on, Charlotte. Um, um, uh, well. Um, also, I'm ready if you want to move on to grievances, if you're ready. Um, what did I have? I think I, I think, I mean, again, like I worked all my grievances out just now in here, unless you have anything else. I do. I am very frustrated by this thing. I'm ready um, to listen to your grievance and I'm ready to hear. My... I have a tough time with hypocrisy guys. Okay. Knowing full you, long, you have a hard time with hypocrisy, Sarah. No, because I, I, you know, me, I like, I get nervous about, Okay. So we, uh, you know, President Biden wanted to give the Congressional Medal of Honor to all the police that protected the Capitol and all of the Republicans, every one of the Republicans on that committee voted no. And no one is surprised because they hate they hate blue lives. But that's the thing is, like, these are the people that have the blue lives matter stuff. And now you're saying "Uh," it just it to me, I it like these are the people who like literally like because if those civilians got in the room they don't care who's a democrat or who's a republican they wanted to hang people on the capitol steps they had nooses set up they had jesus stuff where apparently jesus was going to kick people's asses Mm -hmm. it was just it was truly do you have no shame republicans i just want to know they don't i and I do not look, I literally am a Canadian. So 
when I vote, I usually vote on topic. I am not a partisan person necessarily, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you. She's a partisan now. She she registered. In this moment. Yeah, absolutely. In this moment, like I'm always, I'm like I'm always open to change my mind. I voted Democrat down the bill. I'm a I'm a registered Democratic Socialist. You know, so I will like I am all for socialism. I am all for changing the thing dramatically. I'm also like working for a DSA campaign in Atlanta, so I'm like pretty hyped up. I'm uh, just saying, just be be honest because you should be ashamed. I think your constituents. Republicans mm-hmm. uh, aren't going to be proud of you not backing those police officers. And it, it, unless you hear, some of them are dealing with such bad PTSD. Another one hmm. committed, like took their life hmm. because of what happened that one day. And nobody's talking about it because it's inconvenient mm-hmm. for people to recognize that it, maybe it's not such a political thing. Maybe it's that these people, I mean, it's just, like you said, it didn't matter what party it was. They were going after their own and they haven't stopped going after their own because every one of the Republican people that said this is not OK, they've gone after them. OK, that's my rant. I love it when you get angry. <laughs> no, I'm dead. I'm dead ass, Sarah. I think that like you getting angry, like it's very um, it's good. I turned red a little bit and I have this vein um, in my head, like Julia Roberts that pops out. Mm-hmm. I also, like it. I um. So just a little fun fact about me. I'm going to pretend that no one else is listening to this conversation. When I think a guy is really attractive, I can't look him in the eye. No one can. And I get like my, <laughs> I'll, I get like a little bit like, uh-huh. And I get a little like dismissive and weird because I don't know what to do because you're attractive. So I won't look them in the eye. I'll just be like. And then my vein pops out of my head. So if you're wondering if I think you're cute, now you got a giveaway. Okay, so Sarah, here's what you're gonna do next time: is don't do that. That's that feels. That's called disassociation, Sarah. You need to like. <laughs> I mean, no, the thing is, just like I, if I think you're attractive, I probably won't even go up and talk to you. Like that. Ah, really? You're so confident, but you wouldn't. No, that's. that's mm. The, my confident okay but i'm confident in many many things i'm confident in so many uh, uh-huh. uh but i if if i don't know you like i'm not trying to inconvenience your life i'm not trying to get up in your grill because i'm not trying to be over here with my friends if you want to come up and talk to me that's cool like last night for example we're at the karaoke bar made a new friend last night he also has mariah carey whistletone range dead ass i I know when you te- when you called me and told me that I was like I cannot wait. I'm to just like I can't wait for him to come sing on Sunday. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, I need to get the music together for Sunday. Ugh. 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 See, this is what happens when you come back to when you get back to your regular town and your regular life. You gotta work on shit. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't really like talking to new people right off the bat unless I absolutely have to. I usually like I usually wait for somebody else to. Uh, initiate and then I will be completely conversational. But I, I, I have a friendly face. I also work on my resting face, which is usually this. And for those of you who are not on, uh, if you're listening to this later, uh, it was just me having a very pleasant face. Yeah, we worked hard on our pleasant faces. Yeah, pleasant. Apparently, I have an intimidating face. So I'm working really hard on not having an intimidating face. You have an intimidating face? I got told I was intimidating. What, like what? By whom? You're like five foot nothing. Okay, five foot four, first of all. 
which is average. Yeah, you're. It's great. Terrible, I love that. I yeah, I don't know why. Um, but I I'm only laughing because, um, I think people would think that you and I are really confident when it comes to that world, and we're just not, and we're both introverted. <laughs> it's one of it's one of those things where like if I ever am going to talk to somebody and like I'm trying to play it up, I will absolutely put on a character. Like I pretend. Because like, here's the difference. What is the difference between somebody who is confident and somebody who's act, like pretending to be confident? Mm. You can't tell the difference. All it is, is them doing what you want to do. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I actually do want to talk to that person. I'm just afraid of the rejections. But like, if and also it's one of those things where it's just like I, I if I'm getting better about it. I will say like the more I am myself in public, like for example, uh, if I go to the Shaka Khan, oopsie, if I go to the Shaka Khan Hacienda, which is this dance party in Atlanta that happens on Sunday nights, super fun, super queer, super outdoorsy. Um, and the other like the last time I went there was like beginning of summer. I was wearing my bright green dress and I was so fucking confident and I talked to everybody and I flirted with whoever I wanted to and I made out with a nice Jewish daddy. Like I and like and that was like me wearing a dress. And like if I was dressed like this, where I'm like, you know, kind of like, you know, femme punk kid, I don't know. I probably wouldn't talk to anybody because I'm just like, mm, guys like that are not into girls like this. Oh, because you feel too seen. Um, it's just like I'm. I'm not looking. I don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I one hundred. So that's why. That's why I usually like I wait for other people to make the move because I. Except uh, I don't know they're making the move as we've learned recently in my life. <laughs> that's the thing. People. That's the thing. People will make a move or like you know move in and they're just like they're flirting with us and like. I have been told that I am a flirt though. That's the thing. You are. You're a cute flirt. And I don't. But think, I think you don't do it when it's serious. I think when you're like, actually it, interested in the person, I don't think you do it. No, when I'm actually into a person, this is my flirting. I'm very into you, and I think that we should have sex. What do you think about that? <laughs> and I'm dead. Like that's how I do. Or I'm just like, hey, I think I think I'm having a lot of fun with you, and I I want to see you again. That feels like really nice confidence. Yeah, and like that for me is my kind of flirting. But it's going to be with somebody who probably I, I'm not opening with that. I'm not breaking the ice with that. I'm not. Um, but that because I'm not really good at. Because it is flirting just being nice and interested. Because if that's I flirting, know. then I because literally I flirt with mine, everyone. I think mine's a little immature. I think I still have the like, I'm going to like pick on like I'm going to. I don't know, pick on you and you pick on me. And that feels so like dumb. Yeah, you like, should stop that immediately. I know. I try, and then I don't, and then I. Okay, just... so so let's let's break it down real quick. When you mean I, when you mean I, I know and I try, but then I don't. What does that mean? What happens? I just get What's the sequence of. Give me the sequence of events. Oh gosh, uh, like a guy is being super coy or whatever, and I'll be like, you know, what do you give me? Know? Give like, me a specific example. Like, I can't think of one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We can totally change subjects because now I'm getting uncomfortable in the vein. No, of no, no. Now. We're not. We're not going to leave. This is a good. This is Damn a good. It. This is a good time to work this out. Like, um, in public, that feels right. Uh, why I not? Think, why not? Um, I think for me, it's just this sort of like I grew up 
in Canada and then moved to the South. And so I have, and I was a sorority girl and we learned how to be coy to act like we don't know they're interested in us. But I think the problem is, is like, I've somehow made that into the story that's like, I don't think they're that interested in me. So I'm going to act like I'm not that interested in them. Um, because then mm-hmm. I don't have to be hurt. Right. Cause it was my choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so an example is a very nice gentleman the other night who was, you know, he was attractive, mm-hmm. is attractive. Still presently, uh, not dead, did not die between yeah, now and the taping die. of this show. Spending time with me, did not kill him. Um, but was he he was trying really hard and my friends were like, you know, he's funny. And I literally said to them, he's so good looking. Why would he do that? Because in my narrative, um, a guy that is, you know, used to just having female attention, I wasn't going to be another girl to give him attention. You know, mm-hmm. meanwhile, couldn't take my eyes off him. He's a good looking dude. Um, and I, but I feel like this like defensiveness around, and then I don't want anyone to know that I could be interested. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just, it's like toxic masculinity coming in from all sides. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's the it's... Nicholas Sparks, like we have to act like we don't actually like each other, but maybe we like each other. And then when someone is it's being drama, a, you love, you kind of love the drama someone's a being bit. an adult and he's like trying to like get to know me. And I'm like, no, uh, you know, and I think that realizing that that's happening mm-hmm. and, and has been really like a block in my life is, is really good. Just to think through. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Richard Brown writes, I get those feels. Women party tell me I'm flirting with the men when I'm actually just trying to have a conversation. But when I actually try, I'm useless. Um, same. Like, so I'm like, cause like for me, like if like flirting, if like, if someone's intentionally trying to flirt, like, Hey, I don't like, whenever I think of flirting, I think of something manipulative and I know that's not necessarily it because if flirting is just being kind and being interested and like, you know, just like, I don't know enjoying somebody's presence with maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of physical affection involved, then sure, I flirt. But like, I f- also feel like there is like, it, it doesn't always have to be sexualized, you know? You know? No. Well, I'm, and I'm someone, and you are someone who's really attracted by people's um, intellectual abilities. Oh my God, if you're, if you're good at holding a conversation, if you can mm-hmm. run, I want you to run circles around me, bitch. I want you to blow my mind. I want you to say something so interesting that I am gobsmacked. And then we can just sit in the silence. That's what I want. I want someone who writes poetry. (gasps) Oh, okay. Mm. This is the part of like, I just love, because we've been friends for so long and I feel like we know each other so well, but I love Mm. seeing this like romantic side of you. Like I love seeing the like, because you get, it's, you can't control it. I think the whole part is because of all the pain I've gone through, Mm. um, I can't control how you're going to welcome me or accept me. And so it's easier for me to come out of the gate a little cold, a little Mm -hmm. like I can flirt with guys, whatever, but it's easier for me to come from. I'm too much for anyone to Mm -hmm. be able to handle. So, which I'm not guys, I'm not too much of a human at all. You're actually really pleasant to be around. And like, and that's the thing is just like, you just have to remember, is what I say to myself. I am such a blessing. Yeah. And it's like kind of the reminder that like I have friends who are really difficult and are still loved because the person they're around is able to meet those. One hundo. 
Like that's, this- that's the motherfucking tea is like, you gotta recognize just like, you know, people who are more difficult to be around than you don't play. Don't fucking play. And I love that M Forbes came up with that is an amazing RPF, which is resting pleasant face. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, it's actually it's kind of like what I like. I, I think when I think about our, our logo, that's my resting pleasant face. Like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know uh, my friends. I was creating a dating profile and my friends. Um, I have done some modeling type things in the past and then have a lot mm. of headshots and things like that. And my friends are like, you can have no, you're not allowed to have any of your professional photos on there. Cause even though they do look like you, you mm. look like angry or it's just, it's really fucking intense. It's really fucking right. intense. You're, you're not that person. I would usually you, say like, you're allowed to have one sexy, like glamor shot. Everybody's allowed one. I don't have any on mine currently. Well, I, I did a dating profile, guys. I'm not good at it, but I have one. We will do a special edition episode where we get you to link your phone up with your computer so we can view it and swipe with you. Oh, no thanks. That's going to be on the pa- that's going to be on the Patreon live stream feed, you guys. Mm-mm. You guys want to know? So, um, I got to tell you. Can I tell? I'm going to tell one little. So this is your I show, did... Sarah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I know. Um, I had an the meeting a fellow the other night, uh, he has a job that many people find very attractive. And so as I was telling Kevin about his job, uh, Kevin kept saying, um, (laughs) you keep referring to him by his work, but you know what his name is. Mm -hmm. You are making a block between you and him. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was just calling him by his name because his profession is one that people make calendars out of. He's not a stripper, but, um, he, and I was excited about meeting this person, but also like, I was nervous about it. It was weird for me. I haven't done that in so long. And cause of COVID cause of being in a relationship for a long, you know, a while. And so I kept calling him this name because I wanted to feel like the funny girl who like, you know, meets the He's a fireman. Oh, uh, just going out with the, just the guy, just some guy. <laughs> and he was like, he has a name and he sounds great. So why don't you call him by his name? So mm-hmm. guys. humanize him. Humanize. And the thing is just like, cause like, it's also like, I think that like when we can love and appreciate somebody at every phase of a relationship, even before right. we are romantically involved, like, it really is an honoring thing, you know? Well, and, and so how like, do you feel like they're a human. So if they don't choose you, it's because something in them, that's not what they want. Like, it's not, it does, yeah. it doesn't only help them, right? Humanizing them doesn't just help them. It helps you as well. Like, it's okay. We weren't a match for you, but maybe you're not the best thing that's ever happened. So I am grateful. Yeah. To you. Do you know why he's not the best thing that ever happened? It's because you're the best thing that ever happened, Sarah. I mean, th- this this story is yet to be written. Who knows? I have no idea. No, but the thing is, just like that's the attitude I have about myself. I'm the best thing to ever happen to me. Mm. Like everything else is just cake. After that, you know. Yeah. You're the best thing to ever happen to you. Yeah, Joshua Harris, write that book, bitch. <laughs> Except for not, because then you'd be stealing from a queer person, and that like that's like <laughs> you ready to get canceled again, girl? Yeah, steal my book. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, that we did great. We talked about dating. I didn't turn that red. My vein is not in the middle of my head. Yeah, you're normal. You're totally fine. And also, thank you for being vulnerable. I think that was nice. Yeah. I mean, 
hopefully I didn't give away too many details. Nothing has happened. I just the I thing about it, like if like HIPAA violations is just like, you know, you can talk about job, you can talk about things, you just can't actually name them or where they live or like who their families are. Right. You know. Also, like, I don't think that this person that I met the other night would listen to our podcast. So we're also, they're, yeah, they're not really on social media. So, like, True. this is also something, like, we're both, like, I think this is something congruent. We're both into people who are not really into social media as much as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And, I, and I, also, I also hate the fact that I say that I'm into social media. Who I know. Who the fuck is into so- – it's not that I'm into it. It's that, like, but we are. I'm so integrated into into this fucking system that i don't know how to i don't know how to pull myself out at this point i also think it's given us a chance to be able to care for people in the way that we want to across like i look at all the names guys when you're all saying where you're from do you know how much that Mm -hmm. means to me as someone who grew up in so many different places and spaces it means so much to me that people from Mm -hmm. all over the world all over the country log in and listen because to me that Mm -hmm. means i get to be in community with people from all over um Mm -hmm. i you know i wouldn't being an influencer, whatever the hell that means, that's not my goal. But I I think there is something beautiful about being able to offer a different perspective for the kid who, you know, for the girl who has never seen a woman be a a pastor, be herself, go on dates, be like whatever. Um, Okay. I'll be that person. That's okay. Um, But it does. I think it's okay to say I am. That's what I part of that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, Mm Yeah, thank you so much. So bougie hippie life, which bougie is hippie life name. from, from so Texas. Um, um, thank well, you so much. We're so glad. Uh, but they said each of us are our own first loves, and that's true. Yes. So right now we're gonna um, I'm gonna do a hard pivot into we didn't answer any questions last week, so we wanted to take some extra know, time this week to now. answer some cues. So um we have no particular theme this week. We're just going through the inbox. So do you want to start out with some things that you had? This one's gonna be kind of a hard one, but I think it'd be good. Okay. All right. Cool. Um what is your second your favorite second wave of COVID pastimes if we're going to have to go back down into lockdown? Oh, what is gonna be the thing I do if we have to go back into lockdown? Which we do have to go, right? I mean, I will say this, like I'm still I'm just wearing a mask when I go inside places right now. And yeah. I'm not gonna like like I'm not gonna be like outdoor seating at bars if possible, you know, and also like I'm still not cool with like being like it's summertime. I like being outdoors when I'm drinking. That's just like me. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to do? Um, Is there something from COVID that you want to take into your next? Like, I mean, is there a thing? I mean, like, I... I mean, like, I just kept my practices the whole time. I just did yoga and meditated and smoked a lot of weed. So, like, I guess, like, I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> You know, I didn't, I didn't pick, I started coloring. I like coloring as like, just like when I'm bored. Um, I'm currently trying to like tame my yard right now because of the overgrowth. Um, um, now like there's dead grass sitting on top of the grass and it's just like, I need to go through with the thing and like suck it up with the mulcher. So I'm currently the only thing I'm, I'm working about is like my yard is kind of a fucking mess right now. We've got a bunch, bunch of folks who are watching this live. So what is your thing that you like yeah. was a pastime that you picked up that's new that you want to take 
yeah. into whatever's next. Because I think. Yeah, let us um, know in the chat. The question is, uh, say one more time. So the question was, uh, what is your favorite second wave of COVID pastime going to be? Um, so like, what is something that you want to bring? Uh, Shane says they, they've remained at home as much as possible, despite being vaccinated, still continuing mm. to do so. I'll probably just keep doing what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. I think something that I have brought with me is, um, setting up my time where the first thing I do in the morning is work out. Mm -hmm. Um, I bring my dog. So living, this is when that happened. Um, I having that time in the morning for me is something I don't think I'll ever go back on. Mm -hmm. And if I work for a company or a corporation, I think the truth is I'll say I don't start till nine or 10 because I have to have that time in the morning. That is also something that since I've been getting back here to my house, like meditating first thing in the morning and doing yoga first thing in the morning, I don't ever, I'm never, do, I'm never going back. I just feel too mm -hmm. good. And I can't do that. Um, Megan said she's learning the ukulele. Ukulele. Might actually take <laughs> online courses if we do a lockdown again. Charles, I'm trying to get this huge stack of unread books. Let's talk about that. I am audible queen all the way because that's the only Same. way I've been getting through books is doing that. Also, guess the fuck what I'm going to do. Treatment's still going to call. I'm going to keep you posted. Sounds good. Um, do, you, do you know my friend Blake Mundell? Mundell? I don't think so. Um, he lives in Nashville. He is a musician slash also is the, uh, he's like the, the PT uh, or like whoever is in charge or the, the physical therapist and massage therapist for the Tennessee Titans. Okay. You've told me about them. Also, I'm thinking about becoming a masseuse, but we can talk about that later. Wow. I'm really into this. Um, <clears throat> I'm loving all these things coming in. I know me too. Um, sketching cartoons and doing watercolor. Mm -hmm. People Sh are doing tarot card readings, which is one hundred percent you, bitch. <laughs> one hundred. I did it. Things I'm things I really am trying to like um, get back into is we've been developing. Um, also, thank you for using the they pronoun. I like the way I felt hearing it. Yeah, because see, like this is something like the, they're talking I about. Never you, assume. You, yeah, you were referring to Blake. Blake does use he him pronouns, but it was really nice to see that you just didn't assume he was a dude. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's just, perfect. That's nice exactly what you should be doing. Ten ten. Um, but yeah, I I really um, I'm gonna like I I think like I've got like I'm I'm creating kind of like a little bit more of like a complex schedule for myself. Um. Uh, as far as like creating content is concerned and really trying to dump more, not dump more, but push more into the Patreon community and like figure out how to do a little more witchy things, you know, I'm really digging it. Um, yeah, I love it. So both of us have kind of got back into our, I feel like for me, it was a reset in learning how to schedule my life, especially because I was coming into this time where my life could mm -hmm. just not have a schedule at all. Um, and so learning that, um, balance is really important for me. And so I have to have this, mm -hmm. I have to have this, not have to, it's just helpful for, right. um, so, Oh, bougie hippie life says dancing as much as I can. I love dancing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up doing mm -hmm. it. I, 
I I have a cue here that I think would be interesting. Um, this comes. <clears throat> uh, person asks, "How do you stop feeling guilty about how people will feel once you leave ministry?" The job I'm currently filling is completely a volunteer position and no one's going to leave it once I leave. So I guess the question is, how do you leave uh, with those things considered? Um, mm -hmm. So let's, so let's, let's back it up real quick. It's not at a job. That is a volunteer position. You are not being yeah. paid. That is not a job. Right. You are not being paid. How do you stop feeling guilty about it? Do you want to start or should I start? Uh, you start on the volunteer side and then I can talk to anyone on the other. Okay. But. Here's the deal. How do you stop feeling guilty? Um, you decide like, the thing is you don't want to do this. You want to leave. You've made that abundantly. You've made that clear, but you feel guilty about it. Why do you feel guilty? Because no one's going to fill that position. But the thing is you don't want to be at this church apparently. So why do you care? Right. Mm. And that's the thing It's like, I understand that you like, you like these people that they're your family or whatever. But at the same time, you are being duplicitous right now. You are not being actually authentic with them. And so really, I'm going to tell you, just fucking leave. You will feel better later. Because at the end of the day, I understand why you want to hold on. I understand that you want to leave well, that you want to do right by them. And at the same time, I need to, like, they're going to be fine. They will find some other person to fill your spot because guess what? It is a, like you said, it is a volunteer position. Yeah. I And also if no one wants to fill it, you might want to consider like if you've been being, being taken advantage of. I also want to say sometimes we take up space that someone else could step into. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we don't realize that by like, um, we don't want to do the thing anymore, but we think no one could possibly do it the mm. way that we did it. Yeah. No one is going to do it the way that you did it, but they might do it differently and it might open up a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. um, my experience having left my position. Um, so I was a lead pastor at a church, uh, a wonderful church, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. church, beautiful gowns, wonderful. Uh, and I was so if you afraid. know the beautiful gowns reference, please tell me in the chat. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I was so afraid that people would forget me and that um, that the church would fall apart without me. It is not falling apart. They're doing great. Um, and I realized that for so long, I've been telling people that we can trust the divine. We can trust the nature of the divine. And mm. yet I wasn't willing to do it. So I was wondering when you were going to say it, girl. Shit. Uh, it's so to step Drag out and, yourself. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to say, if I really truly believe that there is goodness in this, in this divine nature of things, then for me to step out because it's not giving me life and bringing me wholeness means that someone else is meant to step in or the thing didn't need to exist. Hmm. Hmm. My, my. And the problem is, is so many of us are walking around hoping, um, you know, I don't, we, we, we don't always talk about it, but the Enneagram three thing for me is like, I just want someone to affirm me that I can do all this and look at me and I'm a two wing. So I just want to make sure that, and, and you have to evaluate why you're staying in something. Are you evaluate, are you staying in it because you mm -hmm. think that you are giving the best and getting the best back? 
or are you staying in it because you want the recognition for look mm-hmm. at me, I'm doing all this work and, and you don't even do you, and also it. because you think that you have to do you think that you, you have to do this? That you have to. And I got stuck in that the other day. I heard a bunch of pastors talking and I wanted to be like, I know the suffer. Like I wanted to be. And then I thought, no, I can admit that, like, yeah, for me, it was such a great experience. And I knew that if I continued in it, it wouldn't be a great experience anymore. I knew that it was time mm-hmm. for me to step out. And my passions and my loves, like I didn't pursue some of my passions because I thought they were too selfish, like being an actress mm-hmm. and all these things. And like it's time for me to evaluate and say, nobody stopped me other than me. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, yeah. So people didn't. Ooh, can we just like, can we just, I just want to, Sarah, I just want to give like, <laughs> Ooh, no one was getting in my way, but me. Isn't that so frustrating? That's so wonderful is. to realize. It is. Um, To be able to say there is, I don't know what's next, but it's something. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe, and, and and I'm starting to, you know, you you pick on me, and I don't think it's an unfair picking on. Um, I do know what's next. I know what I'm good at. It's not I'm, even picking on you. I'm just telling you what you you know. <laughs> I'm the psychopath over here who's. I'm just cheering you on. Yeah, um, and you just have to kind of let it go, and then mm. you have to breathe in and breathe out and believe that what is for you will come to you. Mm-hmm. What is what meant? Is, go ahead. You go say what is it. meant for you will come to you. What it, what you're meant to do will mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. It might be hard work, but there's going to be an ease. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an ease around it. And the obligation language and the, we got to just keep this thing going and everybody needs to suffer for it to, you know, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What whole no goodness are we bringing to the world? Because we will be known by the fruits of mm-hmm. our labor. And if the fruits of our labor are burnout, mm. anger, mm. frustration, Say um, it. who wants a volunteer that hates what they're doing? Hello. I sure don't. But in general. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, I don't want to do anything. You know how I keep talking about? I don't want to do anything that's not fun no more. I don't want to continue to like, like you said, we don't need to keep suffering. We don't need Mm -hmm. to continually build spaces. Like it's almost just like there's all these concessions that are constantly made all of the time. You know what I'm saying? We're constantly saying, well, just like, you know, like, well, you know, we can just settle for this. Like we're, I'm, I'm done settling. I'm done settling. And I don't think we need to be settling any longer. What we need to do is actually like, uh, be as strong as we are. And just demand that it's like, you know, like if I'm not going to do this with joy, if I'm not going to do this with like happiness, if this is not brewing compassion in me, I'm not doing it. Like, and there's a difference between um, settling and being um, like content. Like Content the, is, was, is, is within reach. Mm-hmm. Content is something that you can do when you just go, oh, man, I am just sitting. Mm-hmm. Today was enough. I am enough. Mm-hmm. That's contentness, right? That's like sitting in this deep mm-hmm. knowing, this inner knowing that so many of us have been told to ignore. Mm-hmm. If we sit in it and in moments, sometimes we'll go, I'm in this mm-hmm. deep knowing I can settle in this mm-hmm. or I can be content in this. Settling is like, mm-hmm. well, nothing better will come along. Yeah. Contentment, I think, is a sense of like, mm-hmm. This is really good. And if something even better shows up, mm-hmm. that will also be really You know good. what they call that? The peace that passeth understanding. Understanding. God, we can't not be 
preachers, damn us. And I mean, it's one of, and like, I'm just, I'm thinking like, I've been uh, reading Ram Dass's Be Here Now, and I just fucking, I can mm. hear his words all coming off the page. But he's like, we've been told it's out there, it's out there, it's out there. So we go far enough outside of ourselves. We try to go all the way out thing, but really like the journey is in, in, in further mm. and even further past contentment, even further past joy and bliss, going past that thing where it's just like that ineffable, you know, people say like the finger pointing at the moon, but it's just like the isness, this, uh, mm. you know, the holy instant, as we would call it in A Course in Miracles, um, Nirvana, Ooh. you know? Nirvana. I'm old enough that that band means a lot to me. So it's it's one of the, like, I think there is something to, like, this thing of, uh, to go back to the original question about this person who's, like, asking, like, mm, you know, uh, how do you stop feeling guilty about it? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Like, um, just tell, just remind yourself, like, this is not my responsibility anymore. My friend always says, will it matter in five years? Will it matter next week? Shit, fuck five years. Is it going to matter when you're at brunch next week? No, it's not. You know why? Because you're going to get a joint. You're going to get a little sweet treat. Also, um, oh, yeah, unless you don't want to drink or don't want to smoke, because I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do. You know, I'm in D.A.R.E. I learned about D.A.R.E. I won an essay contest for D.A.R.E. Of course you did. Third fucking grade. Course you I did. talked about how drugs is bad and how they can take away your dreams. Um, I have got some the other questions I have. I'm looking at them right now and they're all pretty um, funny, but they're not. No, like, I love, let's get, to, let's get at least one or two funnies. Um, what is your favorite breakfast food? Someone asked me that. Ooh, everybody in the chat also hit us up. What do you got? Um, um, do you want to, uh, oh, you have the chat up on the screen. Yeah. I'm looking at you, so I didn't even notice. Okay. Um, what is your favorite breakfast food? What is your then favorite breakfast food, Then they put something Sarah? like, men want to know. That's my friend who put that question. Oh. Mm. <laughs> My favorite breakfast food. I mean, recently it's been um, just like egg and like some like egg and bacon. And I'm uh, just like just doing a lot of like meat and vegetable things. Like that's mm. my that's my shit right now. Um, so it's, I would say like, but like if I'm, if I'm ever saying like, I want someone to make it for me, I love old school French toast with a thick, like made it, make it with challah. That's Ooh, what I want. I want to make you French toast. We'll do that. We're going to see each other soon. So yes. Well, will you make it with challah? Yep. That's the shit, man. Um, I think my favorite breakfast food, I've got two. One of them is the thing that anyone who's ever traveled with me to any foreign country or actually people around here know, I love bagels and lox. I have a weird ass gluten thing where if I eat too much um, bread, I get a rash and I start to itch. But I love, I love smoked salmon with capers, some uh, like onion, like I love bagels and lox. So I will eat it and I will scratch, but it Nasty. is totally worth it. I know, Nasty. but the, the thing I make for myself is a breakfast scramble with eggs, a bunch of vegetables, um, turkey bacon, a lot of cheese, whew, and also avocado. That's mm. my 
go-to breakfast currently. That sounds delicious. It's so good. I think, did I make it for you? My breakfast scramble? I use the everything uh, bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's in there. Mm, Trader Joe's is a, is a grocery store for those of you who are either out of state or out of country. Yeah, I, I don't know. So if you want to invite us to breakfast, now you know how to do it. Okay, mm. next question. Do you have a question that you want to? Yeah, this to? one's in our inbox. Um, um, it says, I'm wondering how to get rid of a childhood friend that I just don't want to be friends with and not hurt their feelings too much. This person was at my elementary school in third grade and then moved 100 miles away. Anyways, I don't really care about talking or hanging out with her uh, anymore. So what are your thoughts? Um, this one's easy for me. You go first. Okay. Is this, well, cause like my thing is just like, is this person like, if they're a hundred miles away, they're still talking, you still in contact. Um, you know, start, if you want to like let it down slow, you can just do the slow ghost if you want to, but I don't recommend that. Like, but just like the thing is like, my question, do you have like, if you don't want to hang out with him, you just really got to be upfront with him. Just like, hey, listen, we live 200 miles away. Like, I got to, I'm, I'm focusing on other things where our lives are in different directions. So, like, if I'm not responding as much, it's not because I don't, uh, it's not because I don't care. It's just because, like, it's just like we've just drifted apart. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that, like, you know, our relationships change. Just like, you know, just you know, like everything. I've had a couple of really interesting situations lately where um folks and i she someone might even be on right now but um where people <laughs> have uh reached out to me that i was their pastor and we did not have as much of a friendship as i um i'm a lot older than them like there's several of these folks who are like oh now we can hang out and i'm like no because you may be able to think of me as a friend but to me I'm still like, I'm still going to feel like I need to be, cause I was a youth pastor for six and a half years. So I'm going to still feel like I need to be like slinging out some good. I can't show up as the Sarah who, mm -hmm. you know, is, is fully showing up as myself. So, um, I think when someone has been your friend, like been in your life, I won't even say friend, but in your life, since you were smaller, understand mm -hmm. that, like that you feel this sort of like, I need to be kind, but I think, mm -hmm. you know, that the truth is something that Kevin has taught me in my life is like, Clarity is kindness. And so recently mm -hmm. I said to someone, hey, I actually am doing this thing um, and I need to be separated from uh, kind of the work that I was doing before. And mm -hmm. I know that you don't see me as this, but I see you as that. And I I just need the space and I really appreciate you understanding. Mm -hmm. So I think to say to the person like, hey, I, you know, ghost for a little while, but if they keep coming back at you, I think it's okay to say, Hey, um, it's really hard for me to step outside of, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we, it's just not like, I'm not going to work to maintain mm -hmm. this friendship. That is a terrible way. Don't say it that way. Yeah. It just, um, be like, Hey, um, I fucking hate you. No, don't say just that. Just be like, you're a dumb bitch and get the fuck away from me. I never loved you. Stop it. You killed my family. And no, none of that is true. What? No. Basically, I think being kind and saying, "Yeah, don't, don't I really say that value, I really valued who you were in my life and who you are in my life, but right now, this is what I need more mm -hmm. of." Yeah, 
Just say your name. And bitch, need- it's not you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I once had a boyfriend tell me, uh, we need to break up because I need to circle the horses. Circle, circle the, the... No, no. Yeah, circle the wagons. I, circle the wagons yeah. with horses. I don't know. I'm like too... Uh, I'm not even too... I can't blame... I can't even blame it. Um, yeah. But basically, he was like, I just need to be more local. And I was like, all right, Wendell Berry, calm your tits. Calm <laughs> your right. tits, Wendell. Um, well, I think we've got time for like maybe Uno Mas question, if you've got one. I don't have a good one. Do you hear really. the thunder? Whoa. Thunder. Well, thunder. that means that the, that means that the powers is, is going to flicker. So like we should probably wrap up so like we don't lose it in the middle of the stream. Okay. Um, well, friends, scholars, and everyone who has joined us throughout this evening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your Favorite Ants. And we mean it when we say you're our friends. Yeah, we're really, you really. You are our friends. Yeah. We're Even having... this person I had to tell that I didn't. Anyway, I'm feeling really guilty. I'm going to go and eat some cheese. Okay. <laughs> That's always my idea. Sarah, I can I tell you, like, you live in Oregon right now. Go get yourself a fucking joint and smoke it, girl. Like I don't, I can't really want to do that without because I don't really know about drugs, so I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> in that world. Girl, ask the bud tender. Like you're an adult, but you can you can Google this. You can get on YouTube how to time, smoke a joint, and you could do it. The only time I've ever gone to a dispensary was with you, and you saw how I was like, <laughs> no, literally just walk in and be like, hey, I don't know, I want to get a pre roll. Hello, just, I am an adult who goes to. I would no, like some, don't lie. I would like to have an alcohol. Yeah, but don't know like you're at a dispensary. Story. You don't say an alcohol at a dispensary, Sarah. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's how, that's the level of, I would walk, like, I no, would see, walk up and say, so see, hello, so I see, would like Sarah, drugs. you are not a 14-year-old in Canada. You are a 40-year-old adult, amazing, powerful, sexy woman who knows that she wants a pre-roll. And all you got to <laughs> do is walk in the damn place and say, hello. I would like a pre-roll, please. And like, what kind do you like? Just like, I'm not sure. Could you tell me about something? And they'll say, do you like this feeling or this feeling? I like that feeling. Okay, well, these things might give you this feeling. Okay, I'll pick that one. That's how it goes. And then if it gets weird, do I just call you in? We what? What's getting weird? I don't know. I don't know. Why would anything weird happen? You're just smoking a joint. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I should be like. What do you? Hey. What? What do you mean doing? I don't know. What do you think one does? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> like that's the that's the thing. Like there's, you're not doing anything. <laughs> it was so fun hanging out with everyone. And your favorite dance happens uh, weekly. Every single week, most of the time. Thursday. Thursdays, <laughs> eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific. Please, it's been so fun. Yeah. I love hanging out with my best friend. I love that you guys join us. It's I a love truly you... a treat and a dream. I know. Uh, the best advice I have for you today. Mm-hmm. What's the best advice you got for the people for the week to send them off into the future? What you got, Sarah? Make sure you wash your sheets every week. Mm, that's big. That's big. <gasps> I can hear the thunder. Be careful and be safe. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. Except for just kidding, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go um, get my friend Blake, and we're probably gonna go. Oh, what? If it's, I might just tell him just to come here and hang out with me at the house. Cause it's gonna get dark and stormy. Well, it's already dark. It's so strange. Um, 
My best advice for you guys this week is to stay out, get off social media a little bit more. Like I spent the afternoon just watching cartoons um, and staying away from it. And I just felt a whole lot better um, after I did that for myself. So like um, that and also remember to take your fucking medication. That's just mostly for me. <laughs> I just right. need to remember we to take my medication. Make good decisions. We love Check you. Thank you for shows. tuning in. You Describe. are an amazing human. And Comment. we'll see you later. Comment, share, subscribe. Also, do you have anything you want to support or support? Anything you want to promote? Right no, now? I would what love everyone on? to check out last week's show with Blake. It was so fun to do. Um, yes. And then also <laughs> go listen to the Exvangelical conversation that dropped today. It was, yes. we're so smart. Good. We're, like, let me tell you what, this show, we're like trash. But like that <laughs> show, we were just like, wow, we're re- like, we really know what we're talking about. God damn. As if we both have master's degrees in this shit. Or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm Kevin. That's Sarah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.